0: First of all, Mark, uh, you're working with youngsters coming out for baseball, kids coming out for shortstop. How do you feel about uh, weight and height for that position?
1: Well, generally, I don't think there's any set of rules for height or weight. Uh, uh, in the past, I think you've seen a lot of tall uh, shortstops, you've also seen a lot of uh, small shortstops, so uh, I would say. Weight-wise, you certainly don't want a guy that's uh, 250 pounds out there. I mean, you know, the, the big, strong power hitter type, but if he's 250 pounds and he's very agile, then he can certainly play shortstop. So I don't think there's any set uh, way that you can say they have to be a certain height. Uh, the small guys do the job. The tall guys do the job. So
0: I don't think there's any, uh, any reason for that at all. Any particular physical drills or exercises, like running left and right for range? Well, I do a lot of pickups.
1: Uh, I don't know if uh, the people, the kids, know what pickups are, but what it is is there's someone standing in front of you about 20 feet, 20, 25 feet, rolling the ball slowly to your right, and then you throw it back to him, and then he moves it, he throws it to your left, and what it is, it's a conditioning type thing too, where you where you're getting the idea of stopping and going, stopping and going to your right, and then you go back to your left, and then you go back to your right. This is probably the best exercise because it it gets you moving laterally, which is most of the time what you're going to be doing anyway. So uh, uh, a a drill like that, I think, is very good for sure stuff.
0: Great. Is there a particular kind of glove a young shortstop should use? And you know they go into the store with mom and dad, and they say, "What mom says, what kind of glove you want? And the kid says, uh, an infielder's glove. Well, what does it mean? Yeah, well, I, I think that's, that's very important, uh, especially for a young kid. I
1: think uh, a lot of us, a lot of kids have the wrong idea, and I know I did even when I was in high school, I had the wrong idea. Uh, I felt when I was in high school, the bigger the glove, the better chance you have of catching the ball. Uh, since I've been in a big leagues I use a very very small glove. I use the smallest glove possible and uh, there's many reasons for it and one of the reasons is the fact that it's light which means you can handle it much better and, and the fact that it's, uh, it's light you can move it much quicker And uh, any bad hops or anything you can react better to it. So I would recommend to a kid uh, especially just starting out little league and even even Babe Ruth league don't get a glove that's too big for you uh, because it, it can be too heavy and it, and you won't react properly to a ball that you would normally react
0: to if the glove wasn't too wasn't uh, too heavy. Good tip. How should they try and break in that glove? Big question all the time from kids and parents. Well, there's
1: many ways really. I know when I was a kid, I used to put a ball in it and then tie a, tie a sock around it and keep it tight. You know, which which does help a little bit. I would say the best way to break in a glove, first of all, is to use it every time you possibly can. In other words, you. Uh, most of us don't have, most of the kids don't have two gloves anyway, so you can't alternate gloves. But if you by chance happen to have two gloves, don't alternate two gloves. Use the same glove, break it in to a point. And by breaking it in, just use it, playing catch with it. And I think one thing I should mention here, especially to the kids, when you break in a glove, break it in the pocket. And by the pocket, I mean the palm of your hand, not up in the web. Because uh, if you do break it in in the web, the glove becomes very lopsided. And uh, you start catching the ball on the web, which is a bad habit to get into. So break the ball, break the glove in, in the pocket, it's going to sting. You know, many times, uh, in fact, I used to catch my brother who was a pitcher, and uh, he made me catch in the pocket, and boy, my hand used to be <laughs> red, and, uh, and it'd be sore, but <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's the right way to break in a glove. Uh, as far as the care of the glove, uh, you can use uh, Glove Oleum uh, from Rawlings. is very, very good, any type of oil. Uh, corn oil, M- Mazzola oil. Uh, any type of saddle soap is
0: good, and uh, these uh, keeps the weather out of the glove and keeps them uh, in pretty good shape. Great. Should they put the entire hand in the glove, one plane, Now this is a youngster?
1: Right. I would recommend yes. I would definitely recommend putting the whole hand in there because, I, like I say, your hand, if you break in the glove properly, your hands are going to hurt anyway when you catch the ball. If you catch the ball right in the pocket, in the palm, like we say, then it's going to body anyway. So I don't think having all the fingers in there is going to make that much difference. Uh, as far as the hurting of the hand is concerned. I would say definitely get the, get the hand inside the glove. And once you get, if you by chance happen to get older and, and sign professionally and all this stuff, then you can start thinking about keeping the finger out, which a lot of infielders do, uh, for handling. But I certainly didn't do that while I was in high school. And I only learned it when I was in the in professional ranks, and I felt that I had better control over it. Plus the fact that we play played so much up here, and they hit the ball so much harder. That if you do leave your finger in there, you may not have one by the end of the game. So this is another reason why a lot of fielders use their finger outside. But for younger kids, I would definitely say start out with the finger, all the fingers inside the glove to get the
0: feel of the glove. Great. All right. What kind of stance should they get into just before the pitcher is ready to release the ball? In other words, should the feet be parallel, staggered? Should they be flat-footed or up on the balls of their feet just what?
1: Well, I would recommend, especially for kids, I would definitely recommend that they get in some kind of, uh, you definitely have to be on the balls of your feet, and the, the most important thing is to, for you to face the batter. In other words, you don't want to be side-saddled to the guy looking on your right shoulder or to your left shoulder. You definitely have to be facing the batter, because if you are facing, if you are facing one way, you definitely cannot go the other way. So, be parallel with the batter, and definitely be on the balls of your feet. I would recommend a small type of crouch. Now, if you want to put your glove down on the ground, fine, but just as long as you're on the balls of your feet and you crouch down and you're ready to go either way. Uh, Standing up straight, uh, I'm sure a lot of the youngsters have seen, Brooksy and myself, we stand up straight, but we have an entirely different uh, aspect to this thing. We are on the balls of our feet at all times, and we are moving in toward the play. We are leaning in on the balls of our feet. I wouldn't recommend this to a young kid because you can get your feet tied up sometimes, and we do. You know, we're grown men, but we get our feet tied up sometimes. But we feel we can get a better jump by doing it this way, but I wouldn't recommend it for a younger kid. Definitely get down in the position on the balls of your feet and ready to go
0: left or right. Good. Since the hitters are unknown, where in general... Should a shortstop play for a right-handed hitter and a left-handed hitter, young one?
1: All right. Uh, generally, for a right-handed hitter, uh, you can visualize. You know where second base is. You know where your third baseman is. Uh, there's no pull hitters and there's no slap hitters uh, when you're when you're first starting out. So I would definitely center myself between the third baseman wherever he stands and the bag. And unless something really develops where the with the, uh, the batter, let's say for example a young kid is afraid of the ball something he's really pulling out then I would definitely move over to where he's pulling but uh, in general I would say center yourself between the third baseman and, and second base where you feel that you can get to the ball hit to your left maybe two or three steps or to the right uh, two or three steps. I certainly wouldn't try to play a hitter like Major League uh, ball players playing because it's an entirely different situation. How about depth? Depth I would definitely well Most fields uh, in Little League do have some type of grass on the infield, and uh, if they don't, well, it becomes very difficult. But you definitely want to stay approximately 15 or 20 feet. I would say it all depends on the type of arm that you have. I mean, usually a guy who plays shortstop has a pretty good arm anyway, but about 15 or 20 feet in back of the third baseman. In other words, the third baseman, if he comes in sometimes for a bunch situation, it must mean that the uh, the hitter might be trying to bunt, so you may have to move in too. So uh, there isn't one set spot, but you definitely want to be farther back than the third baseman, farther back than second base itself, and in a position where you feel that you can come in and get a ball and throw the guy out. If you find that uh, after a couple of times that it's going to, it's close all the time at first base, then you're definitely playing back too deep. Move in a little bit.
0: All right. Where in relation to the bag? should they play for a possible double play well uh, for a double play you
1: definitely have to come in closer and I would suggest for a younger kid at least two steps in and at least two steps over toward the bag and the reason for this is a double play uh, in a little league sense is very very difficult I mean uh, I've seen some little leaguers they can turn double plays pretty good but the majority of them can't do that and that's why I would suggest that if, by chance, the, the batter happens to hit the ball that way, well, you can make the double play, you're going to be close enough to be able to make it. And uh, that's why I say at least two steps in and at least two steps over. And this will definitely give you a chance to make the double play
0: if it's possible. All right, Mark, how should they play ground balls that are hit directly at them? Well, the first thing that a fielder should do is definitely to keep
1: his glove down. Uh, we, uh, we always start out, I know in spring training, uh, it's very important for us. I know even during the season, we get in bad habits of carrying our glove too high. We always try to start out with a glove down low and always come up, up to the ball because you can go faster coming up to a ball than you can going down. So uh, fielding a ball, hit right at you, put your glove on the ground. As soon as that ball comes your way. When you make that hop or when you see the ball coming, keep your eye on it all the way until it c- comes into your glove. And you can lift the glove up accordingly depending on the height of the ball. But keep your eye on the ball. Uh, and one thing I would suggest in that situation, too, is uh, if there shouldn't be any reason why a Little Leaguer or a Babe should be afraid of the ball. If you're watching the ball, 99 out of 100 times, the ball is not going to hurt you if it takes a bad hop. Because if you're watching it, you still have time to get out of the way. So the the fear of the ground ball taking a bad hop and hurting you should be completely gone because it's not going to hurt you that much if you are
0: watching the ball carefully. All right, then. How about balls that are hit to their left and to their right? And what we're trying to get at is if the ball is hit to their right, uh, do they uh, take the first step with the right foot, or do they cross over? Or just exactly what, what would you recommend?
1: Well, I would, I would recommend on a ball hit to your right and to your left, really, a crossover step is definitely necessary. Uh, it's, just, it's like stealing. If you take a little small step, for example, if the ball's hit to your right, if you take a step with your right foot, a small step with your right foot, you still have to cross over with your left foot, and you've lost all that time of that small step. So the first thing to do is a crossover with your left foot immediately, and this will get you going at your top speed as, as fast as you possibly can and give you a chance to get in front of that ball. And the same thing uh, on a ball hit to your left. You want to cross over with the right. Definitely recommend the crossover step and try to get in front of every ball you possibly can, whether it's hit to your
0: left or to your right. All right. Where should they attempt to place the ball now for the second baseman on the double play? Well, I
1: wouldn't recommend that he try to throw the ball back or in front of the bag or wherever it is. I would just recommend that they practice throwing the ball over the bag and try to make a chest high to the guy to the second baseman. And uh, basically that's all it is. And this takes a lot of practice. It's something that you just don't go out and do it the first time. Throw it over the bag, chest high, let the second baseman do what he wants
0: with the ball. All right, Mark, now I'm sure you know and you've probably seen some kids uh, take the uh, ground ball and nearly throw it through that second baseman. Uh, like Now, what dictates to them as to the speed of the throw and whether it's underhand or overhand?
1: Well, the, the, the distance away from second base definitely dictates the type of speed that you're going to have on the ball. For example, if you have to go to the right for a ball, you definitely have to ball, throw the ball harder. You want to put, I, don't want to, I don't want to say you have to wind up and throw it as hard as you can, but you want a good, firm, accurate throw, chest high, right over the bag on a ball to your right. On a ball to your left, you definitely want to throw the ball underhand because you're much closer, and it's much easier for the second baseman to handle it. I would say anything within 15 feet, within 15 feet of the bag, you should underhand. Other than that, you should put the you should throw it sidearm or wherever you catch the
0: ball. Okay. Um, how should they approach second base when they're making the pivot for the double play? Well, what angle, speed?
1: Right. Uh, I think this is a very deceiving uh Little leaguers are very deceived here because I think that they, they think that they should go over there and kind of rotate around the bag and all this stuff. I recommend that uh, a shortstop himself go directly to the bag as fast as you can. Don't time the play. In other words, don't wait for the ball to get to the second baseman, uh, ramble over there, catch the ball and the run, throw in the air and all that stuff. I recommend you get over there and give your second baseman a target. Uh, he's, got, he's got to have something to aim at if you get over there in a hurry you're going to get him a better, better target throw and you're going to get better
0: throws. then once the throw is on his way then you start making your move for the double play alright now he's gotten there first of all let's take the play where he is just getting there when the throw is coming what steps does he take across the bag at that time well,
1: there's many ways you can do it. We can You can do the drag step or you can do the step on step. There's there's really many ways that you can do it. You can go inside or you can go outside. I recommend most of the time that the shortstop step go on the outside because you can get more on the throw and, and the fact that you are going that way on the outside. And by going on the outside, you go over and you straddle the base. When the throw comes your way, you step on it with your right foot. You step on the base with your right foot. And you take what we call a crow hop. You have to skip and kind of kick your heels together and pivot your body around and then throw off your left foot. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, stepping on it with your right foot, kicking the air, turning your body around, and throwing the first base.
0: All right. Now, how about the time when you've gotten there? You're straddled. Do you ever back off the base? Never. I would never recommend it, a, a shortstop back off the base mm-hmm. because you're
1: going away from the play. You definitely cannot get as much on the throw to first base, and you're not going to have a chance to
0: get a double play. All right. Should the shortstop throw overhand or sidearm to first base on that pivot double play throw now?
1: Well, I would recommend, especially for Little Leaguers, and I'm talking uh, very low here because uh, I think this is important. I recommend that Little Leaguers throw overhand all the time, uh, and even on a double play. Uh, One thing is for sure that the the Little Leaguers runners are not going to be going to try to take you out like they do in the major leagues and you don't have to worry about getting hurt over there. And secondly, I think a a little leaguer should try to throw the ball overhand because he can get more on it and it's a more natural throw. Uh, Plus the fact it's much more accurate.
0: I would recommend an overhand throw even on a double play. What would you recommend for a high school kid?
1: high school kid, that's a different situation. Uh, The runner gets there much quicker. Uh, the time involved, you have less time, so I would definitely recommend it. You have to protect yourself because the runner is going to be there. You have to start throwing the ball down, uh, sidearm or underhand, depending upon the runner, how fast he's going to be there, and depending upon the ball itself, the double play situation. Uh, high school area, I would definitely recommend uh, you have to throw the ball down and protect yourself,
0: and at the same time, uh, you know, you're helping, you're making the double play. All right. What pop flies should the shortstop try and catch?
1: Well, really, uh, uh, the way we work in here, and I, I think it's a good way. It's, it's not really an advanced way. It's a really an easy way. We feel that any ball sit over our head, we go after the ball as hard as we can with the idea that we're going to catch it. And we will go after that ball until we hear something from the outfielders. Now, if that outfielder says, you take it, you automatically stop. Because as soon as you hear something, uh, major leagues, not like little leagues, there's a lot of people yelling, there's crowds. So you can't really hear what they say. All you can hear is a voice. So as soon as we hear a voice, we immediately stop, and the outfielder takes the ball. And the outfielder definitely has a better chance at it because he's running toward the play. You're running away from
0: it. So if there is any doubt in it, give the ball to the outfield and let them make the play. What dictates as to who is going to cover the bag on the double play?
1: Well, I would say, uh, again, from a Little League uh, standpoint, I would recommend that they use the right-handed batter, the left, uh, the second baseman cover, left-handed batter, shortstop cover, all the time unless there's a, that advanced situation where a guy may be bailing or something like this. Uh, in a high school level, I think it dictates the type of batter. Now, I know in high school there are certain batters that hit the ball certain ways, so therefore I would recommend that the shortstop and the second baseman know the hitters. If you don't know the hitters, then I would again stay with that basic rule left hander, right shortstop covered, vice versa. And uh, the reason for that is uh, most of the time, if the guy's a right handed hitter or a left handed hitter, they're going to pull the ball. So uh, this uh, protects yourself.
0: All right. Big question. Can you now explain to them what the shortstop job is on relays, cutoffs, backups, if there are any? Well,
1: really, a shortstop's job is a very busy job. Uh, it's not like, uh, uh, let's say, first base or third base, where really most of the time you just have to go to a base. Uh, mostly every, every relay, for example, the shortstop has to go someplace. He has to go someplace. On any ball hit the left field, left center, center field, he goes out for a relay in case the ball gets by the outfielder. And uh, his job is to go out and get the relay, like I say, on any throw. Anytime time an outfielder has the ball, he goes out to get it. Now, in a situation where there's a runner on first, for example, the shortstop, on a ball hit the left, he immediately is going to be the cutoff man at third base because the runner may try to go to third base. On a ball at the center, again, he's going to be the cutoff at third base because the guy may want to go to third base. Uh, you're definitely the cutoff man in that situation. Uh, other than that, uh, as far as the relays goes, on a ball hit to right field, your second baseman, for example, is going to be the relay man. Therefore, your job is to go to second base, unless this ball is hit between the outfielders. And if it's hit between the outfielders, there's only one spot for the second for the uh, shortstop to go. The second baseman, on a ball hit to right, right center, for example, goes out for the relay. The shortstop has to go out and back up the second baseman, because... 99 out of 100 times, the ball hit in right center is going to be at least a double, at least, possibly a triple. If you go out and you back up the second baseman, who's the cutoff man, and if by chance the outfielder throws the ball over the second baseman, you have a chance to catch it and possibly throw the man on a third base. What I'm trying to say is there's not going to be any play at second base, so there's no reason for you to go to second base. So you might as well make yourself useful by going up and backing backing up the second baseman. Uh... I would say, in general, those are those basic rules of, of what you should do. But a shortstop job, you should talk with your coach, and he may want you to do it a, a certain way, you know. And uh, But I would say that 99 out of 100 times, you have to do something as a shortstop. You have to go to a base, or you have to be a cutoff man, or you have to let the second baseman
0: know, or something like this. There, there is a job that has to be done. All right, Mark. Now, when they go out there, I've heard different coaches hollering at different kids, uh, when they're going out for the relay, they, they either holler, I want you facing directly, facing him directly, the outfielder out there, or I want them partially turned. What would you recommend? Well, I would definitely recommend uh, definitely
1: facing him squarely. And the reason for it is you definitely want to give him a target. And a good idea to remember here and a good idea, a good thing to do uh, when you go out for the relay is for you to stand out there, stand directly at him, face him, and jump in the air, wave your hands, and holler, so that when he turns around, he, he not only... He not only can hear you yelling, he sees something moving, and it, and it catches his eye, and he knows that's where he has to throw. Jump in the air. Wave your hands. Do anything to let him know where you are. And uh, and hollering, of course. He, he will hear you, and then he'll see you, and he'll pick you up much easier.
0: All right. Now, we've covered a lot of the techniques of playing the game at shortstop. You're talking to young shortstops now. Other than those techniques, would there be anything that you would like to advise Youngsters who are either just beginning to play shortstop or are now playing after a couple of years and are in high school.
1: Well, I can probably uh, I can probably give a you know some examples, but I don't really think it needs it. I would I would recommend not only for shortstop, and I say this in general, uh, little league, uh, Babe Ruth, high school. uh, I was very I was kind of unfortunate when I was a little leaguer. I I never played little league. I I went right to the Babe Ruth league because we didn't have an organized league. Fortunately, nowadays, there's always a little league park around. And there's, there's always little league programs, and I think it's very important for, for the young kids. And I think uh, it's very important that these kids that do participate in these things to, to look at it as this type of thing. Uh, it's, it's a challenge for them. It's, it's being a competitor. It's going out and trying something, doing the best you can with what you've got. Now, we're all not going to be good hitters, and I'm a good example of that. We're all not going to be good feelers. But uh, we all can do something. We just want to participate and play in this game. Uh, we have coaches, and we have we have people that try to teach us the game. And I think it's very important that we listen to these people. For example, if I was coaching somebody, I certainly would want the kids to listen to me and believe in what I say, and what I say is right. Uh, your coaches know what the story is. They know the game, and they're trying to teach it to you. And listen to them. I think this is very important. Listen to them practice, 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 and uh, when you do get the opportunity to play, I think it's uh, that you really kind of appreciate it. Uh, The name of the game is, you know, they always say, well, the name of the game is uh, win. Well, I don't really think the name of the game is win uh, when you're down there when you're a young kid. I think the name of the game is participate. When you get a little older, I think things change. You you get in a high school level, you're playing to win. You get in a professional level, you're playing to win, but I think it's important that a kid realize that Let's participate. If we got 15 ball players on a, 15 little leaguers or baby little leaguers on a team, let's let them play. So one isn't as good as another, but let's let them play, and uh, we may find something there, and this may be the thing that, uh, this may be the thing to keep the kid off the street, to keep him away from drugs or something like that. Uh, I think this is important. And uh, I'm certainly not trying to sound like I'm a, a know-it-all, but I think it's important that uh, the kids do participate and uh, do the best they can. And if they happen to don't like it, well, anyway, they'll, they say, well, at least I participated and I did the best I can.
0: Great, Mark. Just now, the last question that I've asked everybody at each position. If you were evaluating a shortstop, a young one, what would you look for?
1: Well, first of all, the first thing I would look for, and uh, it, it may not seem, uh, seem the right thing to look for, is this in, in, intensiveness in the game. I think it, uh, you can you can look at a ball player and you can see wh- how whether he's in the game or he's not. And I think the desire of playing has an awful lot to do with it. He runs to his position. Uh, he hits a ground ball or a pop-up, and he runs it out. Uh, this is not only for a shortstop. This is just a general ball player. Uh, secondly, I would look uh, for a shortstop is how he handles himself out there. Does he know what to do when balls are hit certain places? And uh, then next next of all, I certainly would look to, to see what type of hands that he has. So, uh, whether he carries his glove low, uh, what kind of range he has, whether he goes good to his left, goes good to his right, uh, how he approaches the game. But I would say the most important thing is to see how, how much he wants to play and how he hustles. And uh, this is not only true of shortstop, I'm sure it's true of
0: every position. That is true. You know, I haven't heard anybody yet when they say, what are they looking for? I haven't heard anybody mention about speed, quickness, and all those things. Everybody has said, does the kid want to play? That's right. Uh, that's that's important. <laughs> that's I, what I've heard from everyone. You know, I used to play I used to
1: play in a cow field. I don't know if you did yourself, Don, but I used to play in a cow field, and uh, the grass was two feet high, yes. but, you know, yes. you played. I mean, you really wanted yep. to play, and uh, yep. the desire was there, and, you know, all of a sudden you're in the big leagues, and you wonder why, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with it.
0: Well, Mark, I want to thank you very much.